Hello, how you doing? Just wanted to let you know that Bama's out your Dallas, Texas dreaming. Hello, why you tripping? I'm sorry that you ain't living your dreams. And when I call, you never seem to want to chit chat anymore. Bam! Fresh off the plane from Dallas, Texas. I've gone before, but perhaps I've never gone in this specific capacity. Kissinger, you're an asshole. Because you called me out there to Dallas, Texas. And we had a financial agreement. And you didn't stand on your part of the agreement. But it's okay. I was able to salvage an excellent trip. Building connections with friends and family. All the while, promoting the BAM Athletics product. The BAM, the BAM Athletics website will be live today by close of business. BCAA's pre-workout, fat burner. Two flavors of BCAA's, two flavors of pre-workout, one fat burner. Five specific products coming to you today. Pete Rose said, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. Be confident in letting the other guy lose. So today I come to you wanting to talk about winning and losing. So, I start every fucking day off with a guaranteed win. It's definitely something that I um, picked up in my military years because it wasn't me growing up. But I wake up every morning, make my bed. It's a fucking victory, man. I just started off every morning with a, with a victory, with a W. I wanted to start an apparel brand. I wanted it to be, to be connected to supplement line. Um, the gym is my passion. And truth be told, I don't have a lot of time to work out like I used to because the business side of it has kind of pulled me away from the action. But as of recently, I've been training like a dog again. I thought for a minute I lost my dog, but I didn't. Um, it was just directed in a, in, a different, in a different direction. Directed in a different direction. I gotta do better. Um, out in Dallas, I, I got a chance to see what 
$250,000 a home can get you away from the place that I love, sunny South Florida. Yo, $250,000 of home, that's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of house for your buck in Dallas, Texas. Just about more or less anywhere in Texas, in Georgia, let's say. But in South Florida, 250, man. They may barely get you a townhouse. Maybe. I don't know if that's where I'm going to move permanently. But Dallas, Texas, you are definitely on my radar now. Um, the food. I'm, I'm a fat guy. I, I, I absolutely love food. But the food, I, I stopped in at a Mexican restaurant. Um, me and the homie Fifth. Yo, I called Fifth on some last minute shit. Like, yo, I need you. He like, say less, pick me up. I'm like, but it's, it's somewhere that we got to get on an airplane. My guy said, send the itinerary. And that was it. There was nothing left to talk about. Um, my ace, my right hand, my A1 from day one. Man, I could call this dude at two in the morning or two, two in the afternoon. And he there, he's there for me and vice versa. Um, that's some more of that military shit. That's, that's my battle buddy. You was in the service then you know what that battle buddy life is all about. But let me, let me tell you what my stupid ass did after we landed. So we, the flight was supposed to take off like at 12.55. So I didn't tell my family exactly when I was coming back. I kind of wanted to surprise them. I had been gone for a few days. And um, the flight was supposed to leave at 12.55 p.m. Texas time, which is 1.55 Miami time. But anyway, it went from 12.55, excuse me, 12, yeah, 12.55 to 1.20 to 1.45. The 2, the 215, 230, 245. Uh, excuse me. Sorry, it's 6 a.m. Going to train. Anyway, and in 15-minute increments, it went all the way to damn near 6 o'clock p.m. when we took off. So we took off. I was a little bit absent-minded. Um, Frank had already told me he had some work done on his car, um, which worked out well because while he was gone, now, obviously, he didn't need a car. So, he told me he needed me to go take him to, um, to the north side to pick up his wheel. I said, cool. We get to my car in the parking garage, Miami International Airport. And I had recently changed the compressor on my AC. Give me a little more juice. It's hot out here in these streets. And, um... I said, you know what, let me charge the Freon since the engine is cold. You know, usually I, I, I try to do it when the engine's hot after I've come somewhere, come from somewhere, and end up burning my ass, motherfucking elbows off or something. So I said, let me drop the Freon. And I put the phone on top of the car um, by the door so I could see it before I got in, which I don't know why I didn't put it in my pocket or throw it inside the car. Nonetheless, I'm telling you, it was a dumbass move by me. We get on the pike, uh, headed north. Off ramp, off of um, that little interchangeway by Miami International, 
and I think, shit, I never got my phone off the car. Flip's like, yeah, you did. I'm like, nah, bro, no, I didn't. Come to find out, I definitely didn't. I pull over, look on top of the car, um, to no avail, obviously, but I, I just had to do it. I knew that the phone was gone by then. We had been on the road, uh, traveling high speeds, probably for 15 minutes. And, um, man, the phone was gone. Took fifth where I had to take him. Um, curiosity got the best of me. I went back to the um, airport parking garage, and the phone was not there. Woke up the next morning. Chit-chatted with my son. I missed him so much. Love you, Jojo. We're gonna do. We're gonna do big things. It's gonna be a power move. Um, Jojo's like, yo, go on the um, find your shit app. It's not find your shit. There's an app where you can find your electronic devices. So like, find your shit, pops. I'm like, oh shit, you're right. Come to find out, it says that my phone is right around the airport now. By the by, which is, and it was com- completely coincidental. Somebody hacked my Instagram account and they, I got a notification saying that, um, that I or somebody logged in from Fort Myers, which is like three hours away from me or so, give or take, as the pro flies. So I'm figuring, fuck, somebody's off with my phone. I know I had it locked and I got the fingerprint John going on, but maybe some brainy mug got a hold of my phone, uncracked the safe, cracked the code. I got my Cash App, Venmo, PayPal's in there, Zelle Pay, all kind of. I'm like, now I'm panicking. So now I check and, it, and the phone pinged like five minutes before that, but it also told me that it only had 5% power. Fuck. But the phone is actually by the airport. So it's just, like I said, it's completely coincidental that, um, that someone cracked my code or logged in from my Instagram on the same day. Go figure. But we ride and it's on an off, like I said, it's an off ramp of um, the little highway, the 112, if you're familiar with Miami, Miami International especially. So I'm like, shit. I drive, I don't see it. I don't see it. And then I I, I drive up maybe another, another 100, 150, 200 yards and I see exactly where I stopped the car when I realized that I didn't have the phone on me and it was on top of the car. So I fuck, it might be somewhere up there. Ended up doubling back, had to um, come back on the opposite side and the phone was on the damn ground. Shout out to Samsung for making the quality product. Now, I'm not gonna sit here in front. The phone is absolutely, completely and utterly destroyed destroyed but it was still there enough for me to get the EMI E-M-I-M-E-A whatever the you know the fucking four letters I'm talking about with the specific digits that correspond to your phone it's like 15 numbers but I put in a claim but I'm a businessman I can't be without my phone I go over the goddamn team oh that's a W by the way I got my phone back without somebody being able to access all my personal info. That's another W. I'm winning. Go to T-Mobile. Think I'm gonna buy a little cheap phone just to get me through until um, my insurance claim 
goes through and my phone is delivered. But damn, yo, it's phones out here that's twelve hundred dollars, thirteen hundred. Yo, that's damn near your rent or your mortgage. It's more than you're renting your mortgage if you live in Dallas, Texas, like I said. But I couldn't fucking believe it. But I did run up on a little John I'm talking to you right now on for 150. It's not bad. 150. So that's 150 I spent there. I was a little late. Not a little, but I was a lot late getting home. Which I feel like I missed out on some stuff because I was going to run some raffles on my page. I also ended up being late because of the circumstances surrounding um, my son coming home. And he's doing well since he's home from the rehab facility. He's doing well. But I'm a, I'm not going to say I'm negative, but I'm a non-believer in um, small sample sizes and time frames. Only time will tell. He seemed to be um, very upset with himself in the family counseling sessions. Um, for the first time in a long time, I heard him exuberant again. I, I heard him um, happy. And it's nice to hear that, that energy in his voice. Um, he opened up to the therapist about a lot of things. that he wasn't comfortable with in his life and as it concerns me being a dad, some of my own shortcomings. And I got no problem with that. Like I really don't. I want to be a better father. I want that W. I want to win at being a dad. I want to be better. I want to... I want to be able to give him that slingshot into adult life that um that maybe I didn't well not maybe I'm gonna own it that I didn't I didn't get I didn't have that I want him to have definitely so during those counseling sessions I did my best to not interrupt even where I felt the story well, not the story where I felt like his his train of thought was inconsistent. I wanted to allow him to finish and also allow the therapist to convey um, whatever feelings there were that they spoke amongst themselves and that he needed to get off his chest. So I got to a point where I stopped disputing anything he said at all, and I just took it all in. And it was not probably, but for sure it was for the best. Um... My granddaddy used to tell me that God gave me two ears and one mouth for a reason. I should be listening twice as much as I should be speaking. And I know that I'm a smart ass and I'm a know-it-all. I read a lot of books and I feel like there's knowledge in books. So at times I feel like I'm knowledgeable in everything. Even at times where I know, well not I know, but I, I, I'm not. I'm not. And I just pray and I hope for him to have the strength to um, to beat that addiction, to beat that pill addiction, that weed addiction, that alcohol addiction, and whatever it is that he felt like he was drowning or running away from. I hope he understands that you got to stand and deliver. 
See, if you're going to run from your problems, you better be in great shape. Because you're going to continually have to run. Hey, you ever, you know I ramble. You ever been in like, uh, I guess a relationship. It can be a relationship, it doesn't have to be. But you've ever, ever been in a situation where somebody told you no? If you're a man it was, and it was a chick, if you're a chicken, if it was a man, you're in a relationship. If it was a job, if it was a teacher, if it was an educator, um, anybody that you felt like you needed more than they needed you, and you found out exactly how they feel once they needed, once the need for you became less than the need for them. You ever see them after some time? And of course, you can say it don't matter, but it matters, right? Like you wanna, you wanna make sure that you're looking good when the motherfuckers see you. You wanna make sure that you out here in these streets shining. And you see them, and they be a little down on their luck, right? But for the longest, in your mind, it powered you for a bit. It drove you to know that somebody like told you no, whether it was in a romantic relationship or otherwise. Whether it was a teacher who didn't believe in you growing up, whether it was a coach, whoever it was, you said, I'm going to show this motherfucker, and it made you work just a little bit harder. Right? Man, when that motherfucker see you, and you top top, and they not not, and for so much you want to gloat and be like, hey, every time Picture me, close your eyes, rewind this track right here. Picture me rolling. Or Tupac, it's not the here nor there. But anyway, when they see you, you ever want to be um, a bit boisterous? You want to be like, ha, I told you so. But then, your growth pattern don't allow it. Immediately, you're sympathetic for that person's plight. I got to tell y'all, man, this happened about 15 times in the last 15 days or something like that. And I'm not saying that it feels good to see somebody on a not-not, but it is nice to feel myself on the top-top. That's a W. Let the other motherfuckers lose. Give them, listen, let, let them have their peace. Let them have it. And like I said, for me at least, it starts with making my bed. And I told a few people that while I was in Texas, um, being able to speak to people about how I feel and be candid about like the shortcomings that I've experienced and that I've put myself and my family through and my loved ones, um, my defeats, the L's that I've taken. And I gotta tell you, it, it feels good to be on the up and up. It feels good to be on the up and up. I'm not saying I'm rich. I'm not even saying that I'm comfortable like that. But I'm working toward it. And just in that, it makes me feel happy. I hope everybody is out there chasing that W. Or at least chasing the way to make the W happy. Bamboracus.